This is Bam Like a Ghost, and we got a brand new song we wrote last night called Novocaine Screw Feel. And uh, this song, uh, we went back to uh, our hardware workflow. It's focusing on um, using uh, our two favorite modes. We're using a mode uh, drummer from another mother, which is an awesome analog drum machine. It's our kind of go-to drum machine for the last two years uh, since we got it. Um, and in addition, um, we're using the Moog Mother 32. And then we're using uh, our trusty Juno DI. And for effects, um, the MX-1 performance mixer, as well as the Zoom R24 digital recorder. And then for Josephine Electric Vocal, we're using the Roland VT4 vocal transformer. So this song uh, is basically Josephine talking about how sometimes uh, in order for people to, you know, have, have um, sex or passion or get through the day, they kind of numb themselves. And uh, she's talking about this Novocaine kind of, uh, you know, anesthetic to kind of push down her pain so you know she doesn't want to feel uh she she's going to go and do kind of dangerous liaison she doesn't really care to know the person she doesn't really want to know what they're about she just wants to kind of do the the very surface outward thing like maybe have a one-night stand uh maybe have a hookup but not get any deeper than that and it's kind of showing that Josephine has this kind of complexity to her character. And we had been focusing on her origin in the last couple episodes. And this kind of gets into like, well, why does Josephine have this kind of behavior? Um, you know, it seems like this behavior might have led to her demise. And as a ghost, she continues to do it. Maybe because now it doesn't really even matter. And it's just part of her personality. But part of her, her whole being is there. She's a very sexual person. Um, and sometimes she seems like she's very cavalier. Uh, she's a dominatrix, so she's like, you know, you feel you see that she's kind of cold or uncaring or very disciplined and stoic um, in her approach. But we've got songs where she kind of lets her softer side come out, and uh, then she kind of reveals that she has this fragility. Um, that, you know, we get songs like Fragile With You Tonight or, um, you know, if, if um, Love Has No Ceiling, Why Is My Heart on the Floor? So we can get a little deeper with Josephine where she's not just wielding the whip in this, like, you know, taking her partner into submission, you know, and, and just, uh, you know, treating him like an untoward wretch. Uh, so... Josephine, you know, she's a flip side of my personality. She, like, does the things that, you know, I, I, I don't do as a person. I kind of fantasize to her, and I represent, you know, the kind of fancy life uh, that I would think, you know, like a rock and roller. You know, like, if you're going to be out there like a, like a Mick Jagger or a Freddie Mercury or a Prince or, you know, any, any of the big rock stars, you know, David Bowie, they kind of have this whole idea of this sexual stuff going on around them, this kind of fancy world where they're just like, they're just out there. And more in maybe in the 70s, it was more like that. In the 70s, there was like a 
free zone for sexuality and experimentation. Now today, you do have people who are in that zone, but it's not considered to be like the norm. It's not part of the mainstream, you know, mainstream music isn't really pushing that. Uh, we, we're an indie kind of focused band. We've never tried purposely to create a, a banger hit, a club banger, or any kind of modern take on what's going on. Other than, you know, we are trance electronic music, and some people get that confused. You know, they, they see a trance band or electronic band, they assume it's a DJ. Not that DJs aren't cool, but we, we're route rooted in traditional electronic music going back to the creation of, of the Moog uh, modular systems and uh, Bukla and the West Coast sound and the idea that, um, you know, electronic music is to be played live with actual synthesizers, not just computers or DJ equipment. So we're a keyboardist, uh, performer, producer, and we play a lot of our material live and track it live. Um, you know, we do overdubs and everything, but we don't go into a DAW and compose a song on uh, digital audio workstation. We've uh, decided to use the, the, the Zoom R24. If we were going to move up, we'd probably get a Tascam 24 and then probably some Neve uh, audio processing equipment. Uh, the one compromise we've looked at potentially is the Akai Force to be able to capture a lot of our hardware workflow in a smaller package and then kind of use the DJ concept of Eclipse. But we still like the Zoom. We, we probably would still default to using an Akai and then where it doesn't have a song mode as much, we'd probably take a lot of clips and then overdub them into an R24 or into a Tascam 24. Uh, then run it through like, run a lot of things through the need processing, sound processing modules that you can buy today. Uh, we're more into that, you know, eventually if we, we, we get where we want to be and we build a studio, we would try to build like a Neve-based audio processing uh, focused studio and we probably would do a lot of uh, analog tape equipment to capture things because we'd want to grab, you know, a synth like a, like a Moog 1, uh, grab some old synths like Jupiter 8s and 106s Jupiter fours and sixes and EMS machines and you know booklets and so we would tend to have a lot of uh, analog equipment that we wouldn't want to have compressed so we'd probably record it directly to tape and then the problem is you want to get out there on a streaming service eventually you got to get it to a wave file we'd probably be looking for the best board to do a wave on um, and uh, there's a lot of cool stuff out there that we we're looking at. We, we think the Tascam 24 has got an analog workflow and does go to like an SD card, which is a wave. And uh, we'd like to see what the difference is. Because we did see a difference between um, the Zoom R16 and R24 in terms of the headroom. Uh, an example of that is, um, you know, Oh Never Last, You Got the Nats, which was one of the first songs we recorded on the R24. And it, it has a totally different sound quality than when Miss Electric comes to town. Uh, the drums really come out very sparkling. The vocals are very clear. So there's something that, that they did. It's a 24-bit audio, uh, 48 megahertz. 
but it's not just that they added eight additional tracks to the 16. It seems like there's something else going on uh, with that machine. Uh, it, it has more headroom, so there's some audio processing magic in there that's not the same as the R16. So it's kind of like when you pay more money, you get a bit of better equipment. And so, you know, the, the R24 is more expensive than an R16, and, you know, a, a Tascam 24 is more expensive than an R24. And it has an analog processing workflow, and it's got the knob for function that we're always looking at. Um, so that is something we want to get. Uh, looking at a lot of things that we want to go into for next year, uh, what comes to mind is um, the Moog Matriarch, which is an amazing uh, paraphonic sense from Moog. Uh, since the Mini Moog was out of production, Moog has given us uh, a kind of... Uh, Mini Moog on steroids, totally crazy machine. That is a mixture of their modular gear, semi-modular gear like the Mother 32 and a Mother and a Deep Amp. So it's got a keyboard. It's kind of following the grandmother, but it's got a, a bigger keyboard. Uh, you know, it's up to 49 keys uh, on a fat tour bed, and then you've got back there paraphonic, and then it's got four oscillators. Four real oscillators, not a sub-oscillator, and the LFO can be tricked into being an oscillator, so you basically have a five-oscillator sent for $2,000 for Moog that's analog, and it's really nothing like that. Today, even if you look at uh, Profit 6 or you look at the Pro um, Prolog, you're only getting maybe three oscillators. Uh, you're not getting four with an LFO that can be a fifth and they're not getting uh, a full analog delay. So we are kind of upset that they didn't include a reverb from the grandmother because, you know, if they had a reverb and a digital delay, but we understand Moog wants to make a reason to still buy the grandmother. So the grandmother for its um, reverb is probably the biggest reason to buy a grandmother is to get that analog reverb out of it, spring reverb. And then the, the matriarch, you know, the big drive is paraphonic, which a grandmother can be paraphonic as well um, if you play with it. And then the fact that it has a four oscillator and a two LFO, it's got one simple LFO. But it's just a very powerful synth. It's got a lot of different capabilities that are kind of even um, digitally, they've got a bunch of different sonic uh, profiles. Or, or, or settings, global settings that are triggered by doing combination key presses with uh, the white and black keys, which is kind of cool, but then it's kind of annoying because you don't can't see what you're doing. Uh, so a lot of people always say, why don't you create like an iPad editor? Kind of like what they did um, for the steering. So it's kind of interesting, like they built a steering and it had like an iPad program editor or it has software where you can edit it, but then they create this $2,000 um, matriarch and it doesn't have that. And they're like, well, they have got people, they've got some technology where they did do it. And they actually make it so you can save patches on the steering. So why didn't they make it so you can save patches on a, on the matriarch? Now, I know they got the mode one and they don't probably want to compete with the mode one. And if your matriarch actually could save patches, 
<clears throat> that some people would say, well, you know, I like the idea of the Matrix more than the Mode 1 just because of its modular nature. It's more modular than the Mode 1. And the Mode 1 has the ability that it can, you know, interface, but it's not, it's got 90 task points. Uh, it's more of a, like, it's going to do everything, you know, in the Mode 1. It's not considering you're going to link it up to a lot of other things. It's kind of like a one-stop shop, like, studio set or workstation, like analog workstation, uh, which is amazing. And it, it, it is something that every, like, synthesizer player probably is lusting for because the Moog 1 is a, is a machine that Moog was rumored or people wanted Moog to build and wondered why Moog wasn't doing that since the last time they had done a polyphonic synth with the memory Moog and they kind of failed at that. Uh, and before that, you had the poly Moog, which was um, an amazing synth. And, I, you know, Farragher was going to build something, uh, a clone, having to divide down um, um, poly, poly mode, like the first generation, not the second, where they kind of dumped it down. But the first generation where it had total control of the oscillators and it had the workflow with the filters and the envelopes and it had the presets, uh, it was divided down. So it had like a Hammond organ capability to be fully polyphonic with a mode ladder filter and envelopes on it. That is an amazing machine. It sounds awesome. Um, and some cars kind of like a representative. Well, that's the second generation, not the first. But it's a it's a pretty awesome machine. And the mode, um, I, I was wondering if the mode one actually has presets that are poly mode. Uh, I haven't really looked at a lot of the, um, online uh, information on it, so it, it could be that it has that. Um, but I, I'm not aware of it. I know they've got a bunch of new patches they've added. I'm not sure what they've done. It with with um, sequential uh, and uh, Prophet X, they've been pretty clear where they brought in the, the Prophet Five as, as a package. I think they brought the BS in as a package. I don't know if they brought in the Prophet Ten as a package, but that's very interesting. And so on the other side, the three cents we're lusting after uh, for for this year. It's uh, one of them kind of vaporware, it's not there yet. It's a uh, UDO Super 6, which is kind of an ode to Roland. It's kind of a combination Jupiter um, 8 and uh, Juno 106. Not for function, but it's FTBPA uh, based, kind of like what, Bo what Roland does with their boutique sense in System 8. Um, so it's able to replicate analog behavioral modeling and actually give you an analog sense and then give you digital. So we've seen that um, with the quantum. We've seen that with the novation, kind of like FGBPA. Um, so we've seen that again, again with rolling with the system eight. So that, but that since not out yet. We've seen it at Superbrew 2019 and it looks very impressive. One of the most impressive machines there besides the um, Matriarch. Uh, so the Matriarch is, is going to be available. You know, Luke, Luke Pop did a, a big review on it, waiting for the Sweetwater review, waiting for the Sonic State review. Uh, Luke Pop was very impressed with it. Um, so it, that's still like our highest, uh, the biggest desire we have for a new year. Uh, and then the next one would be like a Profit XL, which is an awesome studio machine. Uh, you're doing atmospheric stuff, you're doing 
composing, like what we compose all the time. That has a very awesome composing synth. I think it could kind of supplant um, the core Kronos just because the way the sampling is uh, integrated and it's, it's got more of a, I think if you're a synth sound designer, uh, the Core Kronos isn't really your machine. It's more That's more of a studio machine to give you your sounds, but uh, the Prophet gives you the, the sound design, kind of like the way the Moog gives the sound design. And it would kind of be between, like, like a Moog 1 isn't going to give you the sample pianos and strings that the, the Prophet does. So you've got compositions where you need real strings and real horns, then the Prophet is kind of the way you want to go. If you're kind of like, oh, well, I just want synthetic sounds, I want, like, you know, Emerson, Lake and Palmer, and Gen- you know, Peter Gable, Genesis, that type of experimentation, radiohead experimentation, uh, you know, maybe like New Order. You're totally into the pure synth sounds. Um, then I think the Mode 1 is a better machine. Uh, but if you're into, like, composition that's more like a Kronos workstation, but you want to have that analog feel, then I think the Prophet XL is probably a better, better choice. But then if you want a performance synth, it's going to give you a really good knob for function and pads. Um, and kind of inspired by a Jupiter. I think uh, the UDO Super 6, it looks like the go-to machine. Um, the other thing that you can do, you know, because, you know, the, the System 8 is still out there. The System 8, a lot of people kind of come down on it because the build isn't at the level of the, of the profit or the at the level or the mode, but if you're out there and you're playing, a System 8 is a really awesome go-to synth because you've got the ability, you know, you can do a Pro Mars, you could do an SH-101, you could do a Jupiter 8, you can do a Juno 106, you can do a JXP, a JX, uh, JX, um, yeah, I think it's a JXP. Uh, it, it, it emulates a lot of classic synths that you would want in your repertoire at one chord, and then allows you to mix a Jupiter with a 106, which you can't really do any other way. Uh, and so I think if you're going to have a tool, that's a really good tool. And so I've always desired a Roland System 8. It just never, you know, worked out that I got one yet, that I was focusing on Euro racks. And they've been doing a lot of Eurorack stuff, like what we just talked about with this song. But we'll talk to you later. And we have got some interviews coming on deck. We're going to talk to the music again um, in the next week or two. Uh, the Punk Brothers from London, we've had about three episodes with them. they got brand new material, brand new uh, videos. Check them out on uh, Instagram and YouTube. The Muted, an uh, awesome uh, band in the, in, the, in the vein of The Clash and... Um, Probably uh, also, um, I think they're, um, they're they're just a really awesome punk band. So if you're if you're into them, um, check them out. We're gonna be talking to them again, and we'll talk to you later.
Oh, look at that muscle match. 